offering unto God as we welcome our pastor, Bishop Patrick Bruce. You want to give it up for the Lord? You want to give the Lord a powerful shout of praise? Amen. 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 Let us say a word of prayer. Father, thank you so very, very much for every opportunity, every chance we have to come together in your presence. My prayer this morning is lives will be transformed and ministries changed and work enhanced by the equipment we shall receive in the name of Jesus. That none shall leave here and go back the same way they came, but a new anointing, a new power will come into us and we shall become more and more like the father the man who birthed us thank you that through us many 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 lives will be changed bless us this time we have in jesus mighty name and all the saints said amen 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 put your hands together and you may be seated you want to ask anybody if you sit by somebody uh, just introduce yourself to your neighbor and say I am so and so this is in case you are sitting by somebody you don't know one of the plans plans of this is to make a new friend and new alliances in ministry tell somebody it is not good to come and go back the same amen amen um this morning I'll be sharing from a book The Art of Leadership One of the really great books That our father has written I mean this book is the foundation For many many good things That will happen in your life Tell somebody with bad leadership You're about to do shipwreck Amen. Amen. If you don't have a good leader, you're not going anywhere. I know somebody who has a car. I know somebody who has a car. But because she can't drive, the car is standing there. That's why they make they give their car to me. I can use it. But you see, you're not the owner. But the owner can't drive. And that is why the car is stationary. So if there's no good leader in your life, you will be stationary. If there's no good leader in your church, your church will not change much. And I tell you, a church that doesn't grow, that doesn't change it will begin to decline hallelujah amen so as bishop charles said everything depends on the leader may you be a good leader amen i said may you be a good leader amen of your church of your business of your ministry and even of your own life hallelujah amen i want us to start with the um, one chapter from this book 
um, chapter 22 of this book. Um, this is um, this is um, the king of Babylon. Um, the king and I want to say it at the beginning of the conference this key I'm about to give you because it is why we are here um, chapter 22 of the book out of leadership readily embrace new ideas readily embrace new ideas Isaiah 43 verse 19 behold I do a new thing amen amen behold I do a new thing tell somebody you must be doing something that is why you are here yeah this, this is not a meeting where we went and just brought in people from outside we are here by invitation and uh, we have asked people who are in ministry to gather here so, so there's, there's no one here who's just not doing anything but what you are doing is what has brought you to where you are now amen amen no nobody is doing nothing everybody is preaching everybody is trying to grow his church everybody wants to increase his finances or it's not true it's true everybody wants to have a bigger ministry and, and that is also why we are here but if you don't understand this one point to embrace new ideas you will come here and you go back and you hear many things but after a year your ministry will be the same after a year you still have 50, 80, 100 people in your church after a year you still be struggling to pay your bills because all the things you heard you didn't embrace them to apply them hallelujah amen you didn't make those things to become your daily your 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 activities now so a key thing that you must pick up from this conference is embrace something new hallelujah amen something you hear something new this conference you will get a new idea in this conference you have solutions to your problems in this conference there is something that you haven't thought about that you will hear in this conference and the whole mind is embrace it hallelujah amen how many have ever heard something that was told you and then you said mm, this thing is not for me one day the I was going shopping with my boys. And, and they 
they were pointing at shoes. And I wanted to buy a shoe. And my son said, These shoes, they are old fashioned. And he was going to buy a shoe. And I said, This shoe, I can't wear it. He said, Yes, because you are not in you are not changing with the times. Amen. Amen. Many of us don't know, but we quickly settle into a pattern. One day, somebody gave me a shirt. When I when I got the shirt and I and I opened it, it was green. I said green shirt. No, I said Green shirt. I don't wear green shirts. So I went and put it down. Then my wife said, "Look at your wardrobe." And I never So I went to check my wardrobe. Plenty shirts. All of them. White or blue, white or blue, white or blue, white or blue. And I found that my my thinking automatically when I go to buy a shirt, I pick a white shirt or a blue shirt. That's all I pick. That is how my mind works. And so and, and when I'm wearing, I wear a white or blue shirt. Because the blue has come back. But you see, somebody else saw me from outside and said, This man, he don't have green shirts. Now, now I have green shirts. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Because I embraced that change. I, I accepted that there's something new that I can do, I can add to my life. And, and that is why we are here this morning. To add something new to your life. Change the certain way your mind works. Some things you have done it since you were born. Some things that's how you are. But may you become a man of many different parts. Amen. 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 One of my problems is with somebody, people. I, I hope there's none here, but I suspect there's there's some here. The man who eats fufu every day. <laughs> there may be some here this morning I mean every day there are some here no you see in my office I have a problem they have a problem with me because after they bring me something for two three four times and they say oh now we know what he likes I don't like it again. Because I'm tired of it. There must be change in my life. Amen. Amen. One day I was going for um, a conference. And and when I got to the place, I was taken to a hotel. And then, when I looked in the hotel fridge, I saw guava, series guava. Um, fruit. No, who? I don't know. Maybe I friend say guava. Did you know? 
And then it struck me. The past four places I've been to is the same guava drink they give me. Do you know why? When I'm going for a conference, then they call my office. What does he like? <laughs> He likes guava juice. Then they have packed the fridge with guava juice. About four cartons of guava juice. When I came back, I said, I've stopped drinking guava juice. Because it became all that they were giving me. And, and, and that is how we people, most of us, we are. We are of a certain type. We are of a certain way of behaving. This is how we do our things. And, and I agree with you. But the way you do your things is why your church is the way it is for all these years. Some of us, our churches are not growing. But after this conference, growth is coming to your church. Amen. 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 After this conference, things are going to change in your life. And you will not be the same again. Amen. God is doing a new thing. So you too, you must do something new. There must be something you are doing in your life, in your church, that is new. Amen. Amen. You, you cannot continue to do the same old things. One of the arguments is this is how we do things. It's true. But the world has changed. The world has moved on. Many things are changing around us. And so if you are not able to change, either you fall back or you fall out and things will be happening around you and, and you not know what to do next so tell somebody you must embrace new things amen amen you must embrace new things hallelujah amen five examples of new things Five examples of new things. Number one, God embarks on new projects. New schemes. New ideas. And new plans. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold, I will do a new thing. It shall spring forth, shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God is doing a new thing. Tell somebody you must change something in your church. You must change something in how you do your things. Amen. Amen. Some things work. But it's time that you must introduce something new into your church. In in my church, 
if you, if you had been here some few years ago you will see a, a, a normal church so to speak now when you come here on Sundays you will see some young men wearing white trousers and blue shirt and green socks and yellow hats where are these young men from I have dancers in my church and they come and they dance and look the dance they do I can't do so my way to work but they come and dance on the stage and, and they have completely changed the church they have brought in many young people into my church sometimes when I look at my church I see just young people one day I told them when I went to university when I told them they said hey do you know why they were not born (laughs) they were not born but it has brought in a lot of young people into my church and these young people they brought life hallelujah amen you see sometimes you don't you don't realize that you are stagnating you don't realize that you are just becoming the same and you are not thinking new thoughts but when these young people came into my church they changed so many things it was a new idea that I picked up from my father's church I must confess when I first saw it I said hey will this thing work here young people dancing and I said I'll do it I'll try it it's a new idea and when I tried it oh it was beautiful it changed everything and all the young people came and bought new light you must try a new project a new activity in your church I didn't hear an amen. Amen. I didn't hear an amen. You must try a new choir. I'm told my music people, I want a reggae choir in my church. Hey, hey, reggae choir. That's all. Come and dance. I and I come and dance in the reggae choir. Because it's something I don't have. It's a bibia only and you see every new thing brings a new life into your church there will be a new person who will like the new thing that is going on it will bring a new growth it will bring a new energy it will even wake you up yourself listen when you are doing something new so we are the you pray like you have not prayed before a new tension will come upon you and a new fear will come upon you because the same old things you are familiar with them they work 
So you're no longer afraid. When you do your same things, everything is okay. It works. No, no pressure required. When you start something new, you will see a new tension. Maybe your church is the way it is. Because you've done nothing new. Ask your neighbor, what new thing have you done in your church? He said, Ask what new thing have you done in your church that has brought you new tension that has brought you new pressure what did he say nothing nothing new tell him brother it's time to change something amen amen why is it why, I mean why are new things significant one of the things is God has given us a new language it's one of the first things you see when you become born again what happens you become a new creation all things are passed away so you, you, you are a new person and, and God gives us a new language they might just blow some tongues at your neighbor just turn to him and blow some tongues oh, just turn and say I, I'm blowing my new language hey so no, you must blow in tongues hey Look, we are in church here. There's no church. Hey, what are you saying? I'm speaking my new language. Yeah, I'm saying a new thing. It is, you see, what you just said is something new. What you just said is something which you have not said before. And this is how God works. He makes us new and gives us a new language and a new tongue. What does a new language signify? You see, oftentimes we don't think about it. But when somebody speaks a new language, what does it signify? If if you meet somebody here, so who speaks tree to you, what does it mean? He's one of us. From here, our area. There's nothing new around him. When you see a man, he says hi, uh, good morning. good morning. He says bonjour. bonjour. Sava. Sava bien. What does it tell you? I know what saying. What does it tell you? I know what saying. He's from a different area. He's from somewhere else. He is not from this place where you are. What does a new language signify? When God gives you a new language, it means God is giving you a new area and a new land wow. to conquer. Amen. You see. Oh, if you are clapping, clap well. It is. He is saying that you are in an area. You are in a locality. Now reach out and go further than where you are. 
some of us you are too local I said you are too local I mean everything in your church is local tell somebody I'm very happy you've come for this conference I'm very happy that you are hearing these words something new is coming to your ministry I said a new a new activity is coming to your church amen amen mm. when I came to Kumasi so um I, 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 I heard something so that if you are going to do church and do a big church here you must speak tree and all the big churches are tree based I said okay but in those days my tree was kakra kakra I said, <laughs> but in those days it was very limited so, so it made me find out can an English church do well here can, can I do a new thing basically English speaking church right here in this city and, 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 and it's like you must be strongly treated to, to grow beyond a certain size and, and I suspect that some people who do tree have not bothered to add English to their ministry because they think that we have the foundation already for a big church so, so we who are English speaking we are trying to add tree to make it more broad in this uh, environment but some two are doing tree don't bother at all to add any English read English improve their English they just say that oh tree is my basis and then the English there is secondary tell somebody no tell somebody no tell them add something new to your ministry tell them increase their English in your ministry and increase other language other things into your ministry amen amen because we are doing new things amen amen and every new thing that you do will expand your area of operation a little bit more and even if you are 50 you go to 70 because you have changed your area slightly every time you change something there will be a new area you cover you can reach to and that is why you must add new things into your ministry all the time put your hands together this morning John chapter 13 
John chapter 13. It's Dumienso. Verse 34. A new commandment I give you that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. This is a familiar scripture that we all know. But there is a very important principle hidden in this. Every time there is something new, what does it imply? When you buy a new shirt, what happens oftentimes? It becomes your top shirt, your number one. Your number one is now relegated to number two. When you buy a new phone, what happens to your own your old phone or your former phone it becomes old and is now set aside and then you begin to use a new one as your phone your current phone is that correct or you buy a new shoe one day my friend went to tower to buy shoes in a shoe box these days there are no shoe boxes in shoe boxes when he bought the shoe in the shop at once he wore the new shoe and put the old shoe in the shoe box he said I have the new shoe is mine I'm wearing it right now and the old shoe that he was wearing that morning is suddenly set aside you see I'm giving you a very important principle this morning when a new thing enters your life what was formerly current is set aside what does it mean every instruction in your life an expiry date every instruction in your life has an expiry date if you are told abstain from sex don't go near any naked woman even if she bring her breast don't touch it close your eyes and run away hey hey it's a good instruction it's a very good instruction and tell them it's true don't look at naked don't look at naked breasts but when you get married so worried yeah Hey, hey, you must look at the naked breast. Oh, are they so? You must touch the naked breast. You must embrace the naked breast. Hey, the former instruction to avoid that thing has changed and a new one has come I want more of that breast I need to hold it every night oh it's not true and don't tell me that oh I was told that 
a flee fornication. Oh, it's true. I was told a flee youthful lust. I was told to close my eyes when I see nakedness. It's true. But the commandment has changed. And you have entered a new phase of life. You must have a new commandment. What it means is if you persist in an old commandment in a new era of your life you will spoil your life you will spoil your life if you continue with an old instruction under the new uh, uh, testament the new covenant the new time you will not go forward in your life so the emrada dana na eye adwuma ye mremu a ye wura pampofrema wanhwe a onkonkan awabrabomu and so some of us we have come far this far by the instructions by the things we have done earlier simbebebe aba empempenso bedu sabre ye de emremra da da de adwuma we have done a few things that have worked so far that is why we have the churches the ministries that we have but if you still adhere to those same old principles number one you will not go forward and number two you will even spoil what you have may you embrace new things in your life amen i didn't hear a good amen amen i said may you change all things and ad- adopt new things into your so life may you try something new amen do something new say baby be maybe you must change the way you dress I was I was talking to some pastors a few months ago. And I told him, Look, now you are a pastor. You were formerly a Bible student. Maybe you are dressing anyhow. Wearing t shirts and shorts and other kind of casual dressings. And then you were assisting in a big church where there were senior pastors who were standing in front and you were always at the back carrying chairs and moving around and you were always wearing jeans and some casual shirt and just dressing anyhow only Sunday you wear your nice shirt and come and stand there with a polish shoe Monday to find Italian water sandals some uh, ragamuffin do you know ragamuffin ragamuffin clothes and you were walking around like that all the time but now you have been sent to a new place I've given you a new responsibility we have made you now the senior pastor of an existing church you cannot dress the same way you cannot walk around the same way wearing your shirt on top walking through town with a cap on backwards wearing some kind of dressing shoes 
it must change now Amen. it must change now and if you continue dressing in a certain way you are handicapping yourself and, and there is somebody who as he sees you cannot see you as his pastor because just because of how you are dressed you must change something he said oh this is how we dress I said this is how you used to dress but it must change now may you embrace new things amen Amen. Amen. Embrace new things. Don't say this is how we do things here. The whole world is changing. Don't say it has worked before. And, and it's working. It is working. But we are going forward. And we are not going to stay in the same place. And so one of the key things that you must take away from this conference you will hear something new. You will understand things in a new way. As you go away determined to do these things when we say embrace it's not just we greet. Do you understand that we just greet somebody? no it's not just a greet it, it goes beyond greeting see, somebody you don't know well and you are not too sure about him you, you just shake him slightly and it's okay it's, yeah, how are you but when you see a, a person who has become a part of you close to you you see don't only, it's not only women we embrace also men we embrace but the man you embrace is somebody who is a dear friend somebody who is close to you it means certain principles you are going to hear and they are new grab them hold it tight hold it close to you let it be a part of your new life and you will see that your ministry will change in the name of Jesus amen Amen. the next thing you will become you must become a new person you must become a new person sometimes for your ministry to change you must change you must change you cannot remain the same there, you see not that my ministry is changing the very you must change are you listening to me? Oh, to the me I want to emphasize it very strongly. You must change. Some people say, This is how I am. I was born here. This is, this is how I grew up. Accepted. But at a certain point, you must change. There was a certain lady. 
who didn't see why women wear trousers that it is in the bible women shouldn't wear men's clothing and men don't wear women's clothing so she never agreed that women wear trousers okay Mm. some things we argue some things we leave it it doesn't affect heaven trousers or skirts heaven they are going trousers so some things we will not argue until until she went to canada hey hey you know how the story ended <laughs> i said you can know how the story ended. in the winter are you going to wear skirts in the winter no 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 nobody preach another message to her nobody called her for another meeting again she went to the shop to buy trousers I said after the man who said trousers amen amen it's not that we are arguing scared trousers scared trousers no 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 some things just leave it you will see it is necessary to change if you you want to go forward amen amen it is necessary to change you know you see fashions come and go I, i don't know if the new fashion these days is that men are growing beards i i don't know I've seen my sons all are growing beards. <laughs> uh, me, I'm not growing a beard. But I, I, I don't know. Is it a fashion? Is it a new thing? Yeah, it's a new thing. It's coming. Okay, it's coming. But some Very people close. they don't grow a beard. And so, be how It will never become a proper beard. Like somehow savannah sparse populated <laughs> one year, one year, it will not become a beard. When you have hair everywhere, like like this man here, you can grow a beard. But if you are like how I would be, one, two, three, four, five, then just keep a clean shaven face. Because you see, you say, Oh, but this is how I am. This is okay that's how you are but to move to another level of ministry a certain caliber of person in your church you must change i said you must change to have a certain high level person a certain kind of person who is um, educated cultured cultivated i don't know what english word you want to use you must also become a certain kind of person this person was suffering the pursuit you know i have no quarrel wearing duku do you see only how duku can be nice headgear i mean is it a problem and how a problem but if you want to reach certain people if you want to talk to certain people if you 
arrive before them. And Yahweh Duku headgear is changed. Or is not true. Or is not true. At once they will categorize you in a certain way. They will never listen to you. Oh, it's not true. It's true. Yeah, straight away they will never be a member of your church. Even if you say the most wise things, they will say it's true, but it's true, but and and you have ministry. But to take your ministry to another level, you have to change something about yourself. That is why it says, Behold, I am a new creation. You must change something. Amen. Amen. One day I was talking to a pastor. And he said that when he has when he does certain normally he dresses a certain way he wears a shirt a tie and then he's dressed but when he does certain programs he will change his dressing and appear in another way he said he wants to make his members not see him as the same old pastor he always is so he appears wearing something different it is all part of this embracing new things that I must appear in a new way and I must be a different person so that I can do different things for the ministry so if you want to move forward in the ministry what must you do embrace new things embrace new things you must determine every day write down something new I am going to do don't don't listen say oh I was blessed it was a good message what the man said was true decide there is something I am going to do And, and, and sometimes when you are doing a new thing one of the things is that you feel funny you, you, you may feel it's like this is odd this is not how I am this is, this is not the way I, I do my things that's true but embrace it but embrace it when you decide to do something new don't just do it once or twice do it yeah for a season that is why the chapter says embrace new ideas not try not sample but readily embrace readily decide that I am doing this thing and as you change your behaviors change your dressing change things in your church 
you will see something new happening in your ministry and, and you will be lifted up hallelujah amen tell somebody embrace new things oh i didn't hear what say embrace new things in your ministry i am doing something new i am not going to accept the old things but I am trying new things. So and my church is changing from today. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. Amen. Another point I want to give you this morning. Chapter 77 in the book. Recognize your need for help. Recognize your need for help. Hallelujah. Amen. We are talking about leaders, and I said this is a ultimately a church growth conference and like i said before two main instruments of that growth will be leadership and loyalty and um, we are introducing many new ideas many new things this season let me tell you something in these days that you'll be here you will hear many things that are radical you hear many things that you wonder hey what is this and that is why I'm saying clearly embrace it you can easily question a lot of things and then, and then you wonder can this thing work can this thing work one, one thing that I will tell you is we will use one example frequently in these days ourselves myself I will use myself as an example frequently because I'm, I'm somebody who I never began life thinking that I will be a pastor I, I never I mean early in my life to be a pastor to be a church person no that was not my plan I was going to be a good church member with, with one wife and one or two girlfriends oh, no, no, that's not a normal human being we have around us oh, oh it's not true it's true that's just a normal person and i'll be in the church somewhere the middle or the back what we call church i'm off and and this is not how i thought my life would be but by 
good leadership, having leaders over me, having a father, and, and being loyal myself. We have what you see here. And and listen, what you see here, many people who have made themselves very serious, trying very hard in ministry, working very hard in ministry. They don't have this. Many who have poured themselves, I mean, really trying to do ministry hard, they, they don't have what we have here. I am this, all this you see here. I'm a branch of a branch. Yeah. I am not the, the first branch in Kumasi. I am, I am not the founder. I am a follower. I am an assistant. I am not somebody who came to plant church who, um, to establish a new church. There is a difference about a founder and a follower. Myself, Bishop Charles, Bishop Nassib, we are followers. Amen. Amen. But look at how far we have come. So, so I, I need you to believe that the things we are sharing, they are real. They have been applied. They have been done in our lives. And we are the evidence of this book. If you are looking for a case study from these books, use our lives. And so if you also want to grow your church, grow your ministry, make it significant. You want to become a person of great recognition around. And, and, and let me tell you something. Being significant is not wrong. That I want to make, I want to have a big church. That somebody is not wrong. It's not pride. I want to have a big church. somebody in the Bible. There were only two kinds of churches. A small church in the house. Or a big church of thousands. That's what there is in the Bible. These churches of one of eighty and hundred. Hey, it's a human invention. It's not in the Bible. In the Bible, constantly the church in somebody's house, the church in somebody's house, the church in somebody's house, or thousands were gathered. There is room in this city for many churches of thousands. There is room. Look, every Sunday as you go around, you find people are walking around on the streets everywhere. Lots of people. So a church of thousands we need them in the city 
look at you by say you should be a pastor of thousands. Say you have some hundreds. Say you have some you have some hundreds. It's okay. It's enough. It's enough. It's time to move on. It's time to have a lot of branches, a lot of pastors. Don't listen. You can have a church as big as this. There's nothing wrong with it. I said there's nothing wrong with it. May that be your portion. Amen. I said may that be your portion. Amen. May your branch be as big as this building. Amen. I said may you have branches everywhere in the city wherever you are. Amen. Never be the lone ranger, the the Rambo, the terminator of your church that you alone are a superman. No, no, no. But we are here looking for big churches. May you have a big church. Amen. I said, may you have a big church. Amen. May you have a big car park. Amen. May your church cause traffic in the area. Amen. May they point you out as the big man in our area. Amen. May you not be a church that they walk past and say, hey, I saw you were hard. No. They will know you. Some I said they will know you. Some they will recognize Some you. One day I was just I went to the hospital. Just to visit somebody. Now that I was walking past the hospital. The chief executive of the hospital, he saw me. Uh, uh, Patrick, come, come, come. Catch and so, Patrick, bra. And I, and I, I went. No, Corey. Then he said, "Oh, this is the director of something, something, and we have received some new cars for the hospital." No, so where so for penny our lighthouse? No, this is the director. He was telling me who the people were. And he said, We have received new cars. So I, I saw you passing. And I said, We need prayer. So when I saw you, then I called you, Come and pray for our cars. I asked him, Would you call you? I said, when you are working in the hospital, will they recognize you as a pastor and call you to come and pray for anything? But when you have a big church and you are significant in the area, the big men of the town, they will all know you. As you sit here, there are assembly man crowd doesn't know you. But it's changing after this conference. But it's changing after this conference. Amen. Amen. You don't you see, you don't have to announce yourself. Your church will announce you. You don't have to say, I am a pastor. I am here. You know, I am you must be in your corner and when your church grows they will come for you they will look for you they will pass every time elections or something they will pass through your place because a big church is a signboard in itself are you here this morning tell somebody your church must grow 
But one of the keys, the key chapters in this book, which which has been working in Lighthouse in the UD from the very beginning. Which I need everyone here to acknowledge and accept. Recognize your need for help. Recognize your need for help. If you want to build a big church, you need help. Amen. Amen. I said, if you want to build a big church you need help and and one of the reasons why this thing must be said is because some people don't don't look for help helpers because they once had a helper who broke their hearts they once had a helper who betrayed them a, a helper who took their money took their members and ran away with it and, and that is why today they don't need anybody I don't know I'm, I'm myself I do everything myself because of what they have seen before and I'm fire has burnt me before so when I see a fire and a, and a hot stove I stay back a certain man he said in my church it's me my wife and my son full stop full stop why I have seen something before and people have seen things oh yeah mm. people have seen things and that is why some of them they have no desire for an assistant or anything at all as I'm here I have about 70 branches there are some people even one branch they don't like one branch why it brings problems I agree with you but it also brings growth and it brings a certain establishment and significance and to do that one branch you need helpers and an underlying prerequisites or condition that must be there for that helper to be useful is loyalty it's loyalty loyalty. so to have helpers that will really help you you must have loyalty that is why this conference we are are looking to those two areas leadership and loyalty hallelujah amen seven types of help you need you need help seven types of help that you need number one you need the help of the lord god must help you 
Amen. Amen. I said, God must help you. Jesus said, I will build my church. He said, No man can come and say the Father draw him. So, so if God doesn't help us, no one will help us. You can't do anything. What did the psalmist say? I will lift up my eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? My help cometh from the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Bible says, except the Lord build a house, they labor in vain that build it. The Lord is our help. If Second King chapter six. If God doesn't help you, I said, if, if God doesn't help you, there's nothing you can do. Hallelujah. Amen. So one of the things that you must do, do your very best. Then leave it to God. Amen. Amen. I said, Amen. Amen. To how can you change a man's heart? How many have children here? How many can see your children? You yourself, you can't control them. <laughs> no, your children. You yourself, you can't control them. How many, you see, maybe not here, but some people have rebellious children. A child who has gone astray out of the house a, a child who no longer listens to you one son took his mother's wig off her head and slapped her with the wig ask her, this child where is he from the mother <laughs> yeah it's from the mother but now he's gone out of control and, and you see you will see that is not there is little you can do to control human beings a certain woman she born a child oh eba oh beautiful child this child will just sit down and take book and begin to read this child when they say come she has come sits go she will go sleep she will sleep what a beautiful child how many agree with me what a beautiful child this child after a while say no I don't want that again I will go to myself to toilet this child will take a book and learn how to read herself oh beautiful child the mother said I don't know why some children are so disobedient some parents don't know how to bring up children I mean I don't see how some children are running around look at my child beautiful oh I mean Oh yes, children are proper. Oh yes. Angel child was such an I mean so obedient, so correct. But God is good. As for God, there is very correct. She born number two. Number two. Sit down. 
I will stand. On your castle, go. I will come. O castle, on Kono. Sleep. O castle, on Nana Africa. No, this child is the opposite. On one day, you dika no. Omo boy bra. One day, we were somewhere. I was a big place. We were holding this child like arm robber, holding his hand. Omo so akure, so akrom phone. And I said, look, leave the child. We are here. It's a it's a happy place. He said, no, if I leave this child, and someone will come. I said, oh, how? Every child, as he go, he will look and see where is mommy, where is daddy. Leave the child. Let the child be alive. I mean, the child is a child. When they leave the child small, shoot, he began running. I said, oh, you wait, he will come back. He will come back. Hey, hey. the child didn't come back. Come and see you four grown men running to come and catch one child. Running, running, running. Look, he ran straight. Didn't look back. Running, running. I said, hey, this child, you're a child. And, and you see, what is the message? Only God can take the human being. Only God can touch the human I mean, some things, there are nothing. Your words, you talk, ah, they will never change. You try, ah, it will not work. So if God doesn't help you to build a church, it will never work. I said, it will never work. So you must acknowledge the help of God. If you don't pray, I don't know what's wrong with you. Oh, tap him. If you don't pray hard, if you don't press start. in prayer, I don't know how you build a church. So one year, one pipe, you, are, you are going yourself. to do uh, 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 principles of uh, of what uh, um, communication and principles of church growth and uh, those principles they work oh but. If God doesn't step in, so those principles will not work. Hallelujah. Amen. So the first help you must recognize that you need is the help of God. Psalm 27, 28, verse 7. The Lord is my strength. And my shield, my heart trusted in Him, and I am helped. May God help you. Amen. I said, May God help you. Amen. May God rise up and come to our defense. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. You need the help of God. You need a, the help of a wife. I said you are a pastor or you are working in a church you need a wife's help number one marry I said marry you cannot be working in a church there are girls on the left girls on the right girls in front girls behind girls over girls under and you marry hey ask a man are you, what are you telling me there are girls all around 
and you don't have feelings inside you. You are seeing a girl, slim girl, tall girl, fat girl, narrow girl, white girl. Hey! You are seeing all these girls and they are coming to you for prayers. And you are laying hands on girls. And you don't have feelings. Oh, no, 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 no. Something must be burning inside you. I said there must be some times there you are praying for yourself. Oh God, help me. Oh God, help me. You cannot be, cannot tell me that you are in a church and you don't have, you don't see beautiful girls. Ask a man nearby, can you not see a beautiful girl when you see one? Ask a man nearby. Ask a man, even those who are married, crowd, they can see beautiful girls. Those who are married, we can see beautiful girls. Can you not see waist and breast? Or you can't see. You can't see waist and breasts. No. We can see. So young man walking in the church girls all around you must marry if you don't marry fire will burn you amen amen if you don't marry fire will burn you by mistake you marry at midnight one rainy night one all night one prayer meeting one intercession one counseling session and you marry by mistake yeah a fire will catch you 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 will lay hands on a girl and then you pray you kneel down and pray put your hand and pray before you are waking up hey no you, no, you must marry. Amen. Amen. There are many reasons why people are not marrying. Now, I'm not ready. Tell him what ready do you mean ready? What ready are you ready? I not of age. I not more than twenty-one. And you and you want a ministry. You are ready to pastor people. But you can't be a pastor of a wife. You want men to follow you. But one woman won't follow you. You can't make one man and one woman and one child follow you. Then you cannot be a pastor. Then you cannot be a pastor. Oh, I can't choose. You can't choose. You can't choose. Then you can't decide. How can you choose for me? How can you lead me? something as important as ministry somebody must marry oh you must marry put your hands together for somebody it's, it's, it's not about money it's about maturity it is to understand the need of a help it is to give expression to things that God has placed inside us. What man was has been taught that waste are nice to hold? Who taught the child that thing? No, it is inside us. Who taught children how to have sex? Thirteen year old, twelve year old. Who taught them animals? Who taught them? They 
know. These are things God has placed in us. So if you are going to be a serious pastor of a serious church, you must marry. I don't know who to marry. How do you know what to preach? How do you know what to lead in the church? When you pray to God and God talks to you, how do you know it's God talking to you? How can God talk to you about important things, but they can't show you who to marry? That you hear from God, but you can't hear any woman's, you can't see any woman's face, nothing attracts you. No, I, I don't believe you. I don't believe you. You say that God hasn't spoken. Go to the mountain. Don't come down again until God speaks. Don't come down. Be up there. Go to a chair mountain. Don't come down. Stay there until God speaks. Then marry them. Continue the ministry. Because it is a necessary part of the work of God. When God called Adam, the first thing was. I must give him support. The first assistant. A wife. A first assistant. A wife. Tell somebody you need a wife. I said you need to marry. It's not that I need money. Adam, even underwear guy didn't have, but he had a wife. <laughs> yeah. No, no clothes, nothing, no TV, no phone. Adam had nothing. But you got a wife. May you have nothing but get a wife. Amen. Amen. Choose. I don't know who to marry. Listen. See. Every woman close your ears. Listen. All the women are the same. (laughs) They are the same. There's no difference. You see three women. One, two, three. Which one will I marry? Actuary. They are the same. When you're going to buy kinky, just take one kinky and eat it. It's the same. You're buying fufu, just take one fufu. It's the same. All are the same. Slight differences, but they are the same. One has a lump here. One has a little... It's the same. No you are, you see, I want a special woman. There's no special woman. Also, in the world. She, I want a slim woman. She's slim today. Wait 10 years. <laughs> and two pregnancy. <laughs> she has changed. I want a tall girl. There are many tall girls. There's, there's, not, there's nothing special. The reason why many men don't marry is they have not planned to. They have not made up their mind that it is time to marry. They are just walking around, just managing as they are managing. And and sometimes the not marrying is going to affect your ministry practically. Because of sin that will be in your life. It is immature for us to say that there is no pastor or church worker who is not, some of them are not in fornication. 
it is immaturity some of us your assistants your workers they are sleeping around in the church sometimes the chief usher and the chief chorister are playing games behind your back sometimes the outdoor they are doing the father is standing beside you is right beside you it's the church the church is not much different from the world currently the troubles there are here also so, so to imagine that our church is a full of holy workers and sanctified spiritual people who are holy 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 no it's not true that's why marrying helps solve one of the major problems of this life women or men it solves that problem and marry anybody at all hallelujah marry anybody anybody will do you can close your eyes and do ta 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 one work so let's mark out when we see 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 here that's so one work amen amen hallelujah amen that is how it is it will work tell somebody marry tell somebody marry you don't know what you're doing amen amen after you marry so are you work with your wife i said after you marry so are you work with your wife you need the help of a wife Amen. some people have totally sidelined ignored bypassed parked their wives in a corner away somewhere some people leave their wives at home entirely and go to church and live totally as if they have no wife every wife has a help she is supposed to give every wife has a help she is supposed to give let me explain. I mean, true. There are two types of wives. There's a ministry-minded wife. There's a wife who also wants to do ministry. Also wants to work for God. Also wants to serve God with her life. As I'm here this morning, my wife has gone to do a conference in Dwyer Quanta. She's, she's about 10 people they've gone to go and preach last week she was in Tumu doing uh, crusades she too she has a, 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 a life to work for God she has her own church she's also pastoring and, and so there are wives who are also called by God some are called to support you in your church she may be the leader of the women's wing she may be a strong tower in the prayer ministry she may be a strong tower in the music ministry but she will play a strong role in your church there are wives whom God has also called 
to ministry. There are some wives who are very wise. They can see things you cannot see. My wife has told me many times watch this man, watch this man, watch this guy, watch that guy. She was right. We, we say that women have a gift of suspicion. I, I think that sometimes they can read people better than we can. Sometimes. I, I, I think that they can see some bad behavior sometimes faster than we can see. Or because we are men, sometimes we are very, very slow to acknowledge badness when we see it but, but wives sometimes they can see things faster than so, husbands can see so, so there are wives who are ministry material use them I said use them do not make it a competition some wives may be better preachers than their husband there is somebody no problem you can preach but I'm the senior pastor I don't care <laughs> you can preach but I'm the senior pastor it's my church I'm the one in charge I give instructions so, so we need that help of wives but there are also wives who are not ministry material some wives she must never hold microphone in the church hey, if she hold microphone trouble come she will begin to say things that you pray hey, just may light go out some have no heart for ministry at all some cannot handle other women around their husbands and they cannot see themselves at all even those wives they have a role to play to make your home comfortable and nice for you so after you have come from a hard day of work when you go home you don't meet more quarrels but you meet peace and happiness and laughter but, but you need you need the help of a wife so if you are married so and your wife is not helping you in ministry it means there is much more you could have done with her help it, it means what you have now if she had been helping you you will have more than what you have you would have gone faster higher and done better than what you are doing now if your wife was helping you if you are not fighting at home fighting with her but as Bishop Charles said, she was behind you, pushing you, encouraging you. You find that many things become easier. If she was not praying for you, just this last week I was in Accra. 
So I was coming back by the flight. Then the flight was cancelled. In the evening. And I was left in a crowd. I was so bored. They have changed my plan because I had a prayer meeting Friday evening right here. So so I was coming. Friday evening it rained in it rained in town. So when I, I, I called my wife, so friend here, you know, they've cancelled the flight. You know what she said? She said, Good. I said, Oh, what do you mean good? No, she had a feeling of a, a, of a plane trouble. So she prayed, Oh God. If there's plane trouble, cancel the flight. May somebody pray for you like that. I said, may somebody pray for you like that. That somebody will be behind you praying. So if the car will not reach the destination, cancel the trip. If that girl is not straight and she's coming too close, break her leg. No, no. <laughs> stop, stop her. Stop her. But there's somebody be praying for you, and and somebody must know your every movement, every situation, everything. Somebody must know. Amen. Somebody, you see, everywhere you go, you don't always announce your church. I'm traveling. So there must be somebody close to you who knows everything. And, and that person is therefore able to pray for you and cover you and stand by you in every area of your life. How many pastors will say sometimes you have a problem you can't tell anybody? You have a problem. You can't tell anybody. There's so some way. If you can't tell your wife to support you, then you are very alone. Then you are very alone. Tell somebody you need a wife. You need the help of a wife. Yes, wives can be problematic. But a wife helping you as God designed is a great blessing. Put your hands together for one. Number three. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. Without the help of the Holy Spirit, no one can be holy. No one can do right. And no one can be a good person. John 16 7. This is Jesus talking. But I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper. The helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. That's why Jesus told the disciples again. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Stay in Jerusalem. Don't go until the Holy Spirit comes. Listen, you need supernatural help. Amen. Amen. We look that what we are doing 
is not natural or normal it is supernatural you need supernatural help hallelujah amen I've read many testimonies about about um, pastors and other ministers, prophets who went to a church, went to a place, and they saw things. They've seen animals, monkeys, other things hiding in churches. One pastor went to visit his friend pastor in the in a church in a new church building and and as he he was there his friend took him around so it was in the evening and they were just walking around just showing him the building so the host pastor to the guest and they were walking upstairs in the gallery and while they were upstairs then the host the, the guest asked the host oh but why is that woman praying here at this time church has closed everybody's gone home why is one woman standing there praying at this time and the host said which woman the woman standing there and the host said there's no one there no there's a woman standing here as he was pointing the woman disappeared there's somebody here this ministry is supernatural this ministry we are doing is not only men we are dealing with there are many other forces and powers there are people who are testing and trying us they come to our churches to see what is happening tell somebody if the holy ghost doesn't help you you will not see many things you need the help of the holy spirit that's why prayer must be important in our church i didn't hear an amen amen you need prayer tell somebody if you don't pray if you don't pray if you don't pray things will not work in your church listen just for one minute put your hands over your heart over your head and pray for yourself right just right now pray for your ministry lord my ministry my ministry let it work let it grow let it do well by the help of the holy Ghost. i need to supernatural help. I oh, you want to stand to your feet for Sorry, a I want to be a I need supernatural help. I need something that I cannot see. Just pray. Just pray for yourself. In the name of Jesus. Maybe you've already prayed. 
but one more prayer is good one more prayer is good and I'm praying this morning Holy Spirit help me Holy Spirit help me Holy Spirit help me Holy Spirit help me just come right now open eyes open ears speak into my heart speak into my mind give direction overcome opposition Stop all the obstacles in my way. Uproot all the wickedness. In the name of Jesus. I need your help, Holy Spirit. I need your help, Holy Spirit. I need your help, Holy Spirit. Right now. Right now. From today onwards. In a new dimension. And a new level. As I go forward. More help. More help. More help. More power to me, baby. Please, in my ministry. Our master for me. In the name of Jesus. Our Jesus Christ to Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Our Jesus to Jesus. Amen. God bless you, baby. Seated. I mean, Sean, not us. We need the Holy Spirit. Here on Concrum. We need the Holy Spirit. Here on Concrum to help us. So, Obe Boy. Many times, I, I, I go by myself. You know, um, we who are melancholic, we, 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 we are sometimes withdrawn, introverts. Many times, I, I shut out, I close my life. My wife is she has finished fighting me. She has stopped fighting me now. That's, I, I I don't mind her. But there are times I don't mind her. There are times I'm in my room alone. There are times I'm just there. I'm just there. Sometimes for one or two days I don't go out I'm just in my room I'm just there some have to go travel for uh, retreats tell somebody it doesn't matter whether it's a retreat away or a withdrawing within but you need time with the Holy Ghost I said you need time with the Holy Ghost you need a time where you are alone one day I, I, I told my wife look they should stop knocking on my door in the morning they, they should stop coming to my bedroom in the morning bring one cup of tea it's okay finish don't come again every time you knock on my door you are disturbing something you, you, you must have a time a place where you withdraw by yourself why to talk to the Holy Spirit I used to live at Bonfa um, near on the way to Joabin about one hour from there to town I, I, I am sure in the area they think I'm a very wicked man I, I am sure that this guy is not correct at all because anytime I'm driving from there to 
town. I don't give anybody left. I, I never. No, no, when I get to the junction, and there are people standing there. I just do I don't look like I don't look right. I don't pick up anybody. Because that drive from there to town, always I talk with God. It is my after all my prayer time, that time of driving from there. It has become my fellowship time with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and as I'm driving, I'm talking with him. You see, one day I gave somebody a lift. Then I found that I was very disturbed. I couldn't talk when there was somebody there. And I found that no, those times of driving with him, the Holy Spirit. They are very special. And that's the day when I said I will never give lift again. I don't care what they think. They can be there. They can insult me. They can curse me. They can throw stones at my car. When my car breaks down and I want to lift, they shouldn't give me. Hey, should I will walk. I will walk. I, I agree that from that day, if they don't give me a lift, I will never complain. Because I won't give them lift. I won't change my mind. That was a time of being with the Holy Spirit. You cannot be a serious person working in the ministry and you don't have time for you and God. You, you cannot be a person very serious about going far in the ministry and you don't have time to interact with the Holy Spirit. Maybe you do it weekly. But there must be a frequent interaction between you and the Holy Spirit. You don't, I mean, yes, you do. I don't mean quiet time. No, no, quiet time is there. Yes. It's a quiet time, Dobe. But it's not what I mean, quiet time. This is a recognition that I need the help of the Holy Spirit. Uh, you know what point one is what? We need the help of God. Yeah. That one is true. And I'm not repeating myself. But I'm saying something else. That we need the help of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit help me. Holy Spirit help me. You need that help. And you don't maybe you don't know it. Maybe I know him. That's why it is called recognize your need for help. I need you, Holy Spirit. No matter what you are doing. No matter how experienced you are. No matter how long you have been in ministry. Never assume that and do it, it will be anything. Never take any preaching for granted. Never take any ministration that oh uh, is normal. It's normal. Tell somebody no service is normal. Ah, if maybe you are you are saying it's normal, that's why there's no growth. 
Maybe if you say it's normal, that's why there's no change in your church. No service is normal for me. Every Sunday I'm coming, I'm seeing what God do today. I, I, I never enter a service knowing how it will end. When my pastors will make a shadow for a service close at 1:30. In my heart, I say, You are joking. Because God is in charge. So, yes, I'm aiming for 130. But if we go over, I have no apologies. I will never say sorry for a long service. I will never come and say, Oh, uh, if I say it, I don't, I don't mean it. Because I give every service to the Holy Spirit, do what you like. You need the help of the Holy Spirit in doing this work. Tell somebody, maybe you have not thought about it. From today, if you know, embrace it, so recognize it, accept that I need the help of the Holy Spirit. You see, I said, God, that's point one, but we are now coming to a special part of it. Holy Spirit, help me. Holy Ghost, talk to me. Whisper something into my ear. Show me what to preach. Guide me. I'll, I'll tell you something. I am, I, I am a writer. I write my sermons. I write them down. I have. Every time I'm coming to preach, I know what I'm coming to preach. I've written my title, my scripture, my I write even the my windows, I write them down. I plan in advance what example to give for every point. I have everything is 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 written down on my tablet. One day I was going to then I saw my notebook. 1995 my preaching notes they are there it's still in my room and in notes there I saw hey, what I preached I do you know something and I get to the pulpit I am ready to close the book every time I get to the pulpit and I have my notes I'm ready if God lead me away from my notes no problem I'll close it one day I had my notes like this and I, and I went to preach and I, when I began preaching God spoke something a word in my ear but I pushed it aside and then I preached my notes. And I preached my notes. As I was preaching, it felt like there was sand in my mouth. Hey, hey. As I was preaching, people sat there and they look at me. And I'll be forcing to preach. That day the sermon was like a, the most useless sermon. I've ever experienced in my life. When I finished, 
was looking for a hole in the ground to jump inside it was a very useless service and you see every service no matter how bad someone will say pastor was blessed or it's not true it's true every service when you preach no matter how useless you preach they will say oh pastor what a powerful service that day no one said anything I said what a useless thing because I have forced to preach my message I said from that day I will never force again to preach my notes but if I come and stand at the pulpit and God lead me one way I have a feeling or I hear a word I'm gone. I'm just going. And and this is some years ago. When I began doing that thing, then I saw that my preaching had changed. Tell your neighbor, you need the help of the Holy Ghost. You need the help of the Holy Ghost. You cannot do this thing by manpower. You cannot use strength alone to do the ministry. You cannot just be forcing and preaching with scriptures and things that are your own ideas. Tell somebody we don't preach our ideas. We preach the Holy Ghost inspiration. Put your hands together. Don't preach what we think. Amen. Amen. Tell somebody you need the help of God. You know, you may you see you may assume that it is automatic. But it's not. But it's not. We need the help of God. We need the Holy Ghost to lead us in the things we are doing. That is why it is a very conscious help you must have. What is the first thing we need? The first help we need? What's the first help? God. The help of God. What's the second help we need? The help of a wife. Ask a man nearby. Are you married? Excuse me, sir. Are you married? Tell a man. Excuse me, sir. Are you married? If you say no, say excuse me, sir. Why no? Tell him, sir. By next week, propose and marry by next month. Put your hands together. No matter three. You need the help of the Holy Spirit. Number four. This is page. Look, this book. Uh, later on, I'll, I'll, I'll help you to buy it. You need to get this book. This is a life changer. It is a book that I give to any person I know who is a leader anywhere in life. The Art of Leadership. You need this book. I'm coming to just a minute. You need the help of a helps minister. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And verse 28. And God has set some 
in the church. First apostles. Secondarily, prophets. Thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles. Then gifts of healings. Helps. Governments. Diversities of tongues. Without the helps of a health minister, every ministry will plateau. Did you hear that? Without the help of a health minister, every ministry will come to a place of no further increase. Amen. Amen. Every ministry is limited by the amount of help you have. Without helpers, you, you, you can't do much. Someone said, This is why our fathers in the village they born many children. So they have much help on their farms. And the more helpers you have, the bigger the farm. Amen. You need help. Without help, there's not much you can do. I mean, as I'm here. So, for so, so much has been done by so, others. I mean, as I'm here, so for there are people outside still working. The building behind you is not empty. The building behind is not empty. People are working there. If you come in with a car, there are people outside to receive you. So as you enter the hall. I'm not the one to shake your hand. When there's an interval, I'm not the one coming to sing. I'm not sure what will happen if I sing. I'm not sure. But thank God I'm not the one singing. Amen. There is so much going on now. That is not me doing it. That is how come such a conference can be organized. That is how come I can have a big church and run it all the time. I have a lot of help. Oh, I thought you put your hands together. I have a lot of help. But, But there are people who are suspicious of help and, and mostly because of bad experiences they have had you know something I agree with you there are bad people out there there are some who will use you to build their church some who will use you to build their ministries some will take a branch and run away with it some will take your offering and run away with it it's true. It's true. there are people you shouldn't trust yeah. but without help you can't build a big church without help alone 
you are very limited. As I'm here, I have more than 60 branches I oversee. And, and they are scattered far. I have some branches. I've not been there in oh, the past year. How can that branch stay committed to me? Because I have help. This morning I got a request from Accra asking for some information. When you are preparing to go and preach and they are asking you for things, you can easily be disturbed. Oh, but I wasn't disturbed at all because I have help. So I just called somebody, just forwarded this message. Look, read it. Answer it. Then, then I just continue preparing for this conference. I didn't have to stop and then go and do and come back. That's the power of help. I can be here and I'm also outside. That's the power of help. I can be here and then when I want to break the, the, the meeting with music, I can have music. I can have Piano, I can have drums, I can have singing at the same time. That's the power of help. It can make you do a lot of things. You are like a superman. That's the power of help. Put your hands together. How many watch films? I know people watch films. I watch films. So I socials. only watch these action movie, Batman, Superman, Avengers. That's all impossible movies that can't happen. So sorry. My life is so real. When I watch a cine, it must be a cine. It cannot be real. So I, I watch these. Avenger movies, I, I watched them. I was watching one of them. And some children were playing basketball. Then I saw it's one boy against three or four boys. Hey, I said, How can one boy play against three boys basketball? So I was I was just watching that clip. So the boy had the ball in the Avengers. He was alone. And there were three other boys there. Then he passed the ball here. And the boy disappeared. Now he appeared here. That's why you can do this thing. You alone against four men. Because you can appear here. Then you appear here. Then you pass the ball. Then you pass the ball. Then shoot. You be here. Collect the ball. I said, you don't need help. You can help yourself. But we will need help. Because when you pass the ball, there's no one there to collect the ball. When you throw it, there's no one there to collect the ball. By yourself, you are limited. And you see, some of you, you have a help, but it's not a help. The man by you is far different from you. He doesn't know anything. He doesn't help you at all. He's just standing by you. He's not helping you really. Maybe 
That's why your ministry has not jumped forward. Because you have no real help. A help to be a help must be of a certain high caliber. Help cannot be somebody very junior, very um, not knowing much. That is not a good help. You are you are a big man and your help are only children. Your help must be another man as anointed as you are. If you can preach, your helper can also preach as you can preach. If you do miracles, if you do miracles, if you can prophesy, if you can prophesy, that's a real help. I don't like it. But that man who is also powerful. He can one day take our church and run away. So, so we don't like that help. We, we then we either have no help or, or choose a very low help who can never preach as you are preaching. Choose a help that is clearly inferior to you. Does somebody know? That's not a help. Tell somebody no. Oh, say it well. No. No. That's not a help. That's not. One day, many years ago, I had a flat tire one night. So we say not on the car, not the tire country. It was around eleven at night. So now Bobe Dubakwanajo. I had a puncture. When I got down and took out my spare tire. Tell somebody, oh, that one too was flat. I don't know how the spare tire was also flat. So I was standing there in the middle of the night, no spare tire. And so I called one friend. So friend Hey, come with your car. Come and help me in the night. Bring your tie, your spare tie. So he came. And when he came and brought his spare tie, it was too small. It was too small. So I had a spare tie now. But it was smaller. If you have a help that is smaller than you, it's inferior to you, not as good as you are. It's not a good help. It's not a good help. He can't help you really. He can't push you really. He can't take you forward. And you are still a car with three tires and one tire like a tractor is hanging in the air. It's not a proper car. I mean, I've seen a tractor with three tires and one tire is not there. But it's going. It's not, a, it's not stable. Any, any ten, it can fall down. So this morning, you need a help. I said you need a help. Amen. Amen. But that, like, like I was saying, what what makes us suspicious and cautious about help is the lack of loyalty. Lack of loyalty. People who, when they help you for a while, then they spoil 
what they are doing. Some help is not help. Do you understand? What is the Some help is not help. One day, a certain friend of mine, a pastor, he was starting a new branch. And, and as he was starting it, so I asked him, How are you doing? He said, He's alone. I said, It won't work. You need help. You suffer alone. So he was he was alone for a while. Then he was suffering. Then one day I asked him, How? Oh, now he has help. I said, Good. Somebody is helping you now. When will be our body? He said, Yes, I have helpers now. I said, Very good. So ask him, who is helping you now? I know besides why not say the old boy. A certain man. No, so Papebi. Who left his church and came to help me? Or no, if every or no nursery moon or other buono. Bra. I can change bra. And yet and yet we dear we dear uncle you. So this one is no good. This this help is not a help. He said, Oh, the man is very good. I said, No, no, this, no, so is, papa, this is not the help you want. This is not the help you want. He said, Oh, the man is already experienced in ministry. No, so help pay I said, I agree. But this is not the help you want. So I left him. Then I didn't see him for some time. So when America created, then I saw him after about one year. Be afiba question or say who? Brah, how is the church? No, it's minion. I saw in a course. Oh, it's closed. No, I saw in a guno. It's closed. Yeah, too. Why? No, see the man take the church and run away. See, Papa na confirm this one. Me boy, me no. Oh, I saw in a course. Also catch us. That's not a help. When you are we here? Are you here this morning? Oh, I have no pay. You need help. We here more. Not every help is help. That is why we will be talking strongly about loyalty in the sessions to come. I didn't hear an amen. We will be talking strong. That's why Bishop Charles began with the loyalty of Christ. We will be strong on that loyalty message. That's why I am here and Bishop has not been here for a long time. It doesn't have to come here. It doesn't have to worry about Kumasi at all. Do you know why? I'm here. I'm here. Oh, he can sleep. Ashanti region. It doesn't have to worry at all about Ashanti region. Why? It's bishops. They are here. We are loyal to him. We are committed to him. He can sleep and go to do campaigns anywhere. He should not worry one little bit about Ashanti region. Do you know why? We are here. May you have such a person in your life. Amen. Amen. That's why Lighthouse Ashanti, we have many branches. More than 200 in the in this region. More than 200. All are doing well. Yeah. yeah. Loyalty. Loyal helpers. Loyal helpers. May you have 
helpers who are loyal to you. Amen. This, you see, I said embrace new ideas. Maybe you have had helpers in the past. But but you, you have stopped out of bad experiences. Tell somebody we are trying again. Oh, say what we are trying again. I've had disappointments. I've I've had also challenges in that same area. But because right now is my nature to look for loyal helpers. I don't hesitate at all. I'm just going, going and looking for helpers all the time I'm beginning a new group of people I'm going with training them myself young people gathering them training them myself what am I doing I'm creating loyal helpers because I have helpers but my helpers are how far I have come we fill this place on Sunday and And we have meetings in the building on Sunday and and it's full but I want to do more than that I want to have people sitting outside so I'm looking for more helpers and with that increased helpers we can do more for God put your hands together Number five, the help of technology. The help of technology. Second Chronicles, verse chapter 26. Verse 14 and 15. Second Chronicles 26. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all their host shields and spears and helmets and habergeons and bows and slings to cast stones. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones withal. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped till he was strong. Hallelujah. Amen. He was helped by technology. Tell somebody we have passed the stage where all you use is pen and paper. We are past that stage. Yeah. Oh, we I, I I write. I use I write quite a bit still. But we have passed the stage where that is all you use. Tell somebody right now, computer is compulsory for church growth. I didn't hear an amen. Amen. Ask him, do you know computer? Do you know computer? If you can't use computer, 
you are limiting yourself you are limiting yourself everything all your records are paper notebook SS book A4 sheets hiding under tables in your room that's all you have you are limiting yourself. This all the BBR, this all trotro crater, so all packing crater, the baby wall, the man, they say, oh, can wash them. Technology must work for you. Eh, I bear for Ninja. Amen. Technology. Number one, you must have a computer. Say right now, computer is so cheap and so common. Even children have computer. You must have some. It means you must know how to use it. Excuse me. 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 me. It's not me. This the man that say make I ask you. Do you use computer? This answer, oh computer, should you? No one should say no in the room. We are past that stage. Say It is necessary. It is a part of everyday life these days. It is totally You see, even if you don't look, maybe you are the senior pastor and you don't use computer. Your church. Must use computer. And if your church use computer, you must know what they are doing. It, it, it is look, tell somebody embrace new ideas. Don't say that, oh, you know, we are we are okay. You know, I have my register, my A4 book, teacher notebook. I've written all the people there. One, two, three, four. I have, I have a pen, a big pen, big pen, it don't fail. Your life's out can feel hard, this can crash. I have this, don't fail. So my tell somebody no 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 no. We are past that stage. We are past that stage. We are going forward into technology. Amen. Are you here? You must go online. So to me, a for internet Tap your neighbor. Say, excuse me, please. Take your yeah, just too too much. Take your ear. Yeah. Do you do you know internet? No, tell people excuse me. Do you know internet? Bisanisemini taking you? Do you know podcast? podcast. Hey! Hey! My friend, do you do Facebook? Are you on Facebook? This answer, oh, Facebook in Swana. Do you? No, you know, you see. One day, see maybe I bought a food. So we saw to a telephone Don't mind the food. I bought a food. So auto telephone As I was using my food, so the mirror or the telephone. My son came to me, and I never abandoned him. He said, "Daddy, you are wasting the food." He says, Look, let's change. 
take mine and give me yours because you are wasting their food I said how am I wasting their food I said you children these days how am I wasting their food I make my phone calls and I send my text how am I wasting their food he said that is why you are wasting their food I said look I send text every day I make my calls every day no 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 the phone is not for calling and texting it's much more than that I said no you these people what do you mean so he came is my my son then he came to show me things things on my phone I said hey is that the thing I'm holding is that the thing I'm, my phone can do all these things hey. Hey. I said I've learned something look now my phone is more than office I mean my, my phone I have libraries I have bibles I have notes I have video I have messages I have music I have uh, hey, yes, my phone will be baby also one day said so I was talking to somebody so soon will be a casa he said oh his laptop is 60 gig no so no 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 no, see, we need said, gig. My phone. No, so only phone is one twenty-eight gig. And so only did one twenty-eight gig. Yeah. I said now I've learned that the phone is a proper working tool. say to I said your big laptop sitting. You keep quiet. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Technology has come. You cannot have a phone that cannot go on the internet. Say, my neighbor, let me check your phone. The neighbor, let me check your phone. Check your neighbor's phone right now. Say, it's not me. The man said, make I check your phone. It's It's not me. Let me check your phone. If it can't go online, it can't do internet, it's a young phone. Hey! You must change it. You must change it. It's not that we are doing show. Look, tell somebody we are past that stage. We are impressing human beings. We are past that stage. We, we don't care what people think again. We are working for God. I said we are working for God. Everything we do, we are working for God. It's not that we are coming to add, uh, uh, put our phone and show somebody I have iPhone 9, iPhone X, iPhone this. Tell them iPhone and so what? Make it so clear, Gary. It's nothing at all. It's a but it's, it's a working tool. And so, uh, Tell somebody you cannot have a phone. So if you are working, you are working for God. You are working in the church. So, oh, yeah, you want to do well. So, dear. No. You must be able to go online. And so, to me, a call internet. So. Amen. Amen. If you don't know, so when you Find a young man somewhere. There are many young boys around. Some of your children. He's 10 years old. He can show you 
how to go online. The same way they watch pornography, they can show you. The same way. Amen. Amen. You must use technology. Hallelujah. Tell somebody a podcast. Do you know podcast? podcast. Ask him, do you know podcast? podcast. Speak the truth. Take your mouth and ask him, do you know podcast? You must know podcast. There is so much anointing floating around in the podcast to be here without having podcast is a is a mistake of highest error and and tell somebody i know grandmothers who use the uh, who go online you can learn and go online I said you can learn. You can learn and go online. You can learn something about internet. internet. You can learn how to watch clips from other around the world. There are many books you can't get them. But you can get them online. Internet. You become a high-tech worker. Amen. I said, may become a high tech worker. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Number six. You need the help of a neighbor. Isaiah 41, verse 6. You need the help of a neighbor. Isaiah 41 and verse 6. They helped everyone, his neighbor. They helped everyone, his neighbor. And everyone said to his brother, Be of good courage. Hallelujah. Amen. You help your neighbor, and your neighbor helps you. It's it's very simple. But, But the question is this. Luke chapter 10. Hey, Luca, it's what, it's what they asked Jesus. Don't be sad, yes, no. Who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? Why any Tell somebody, many of us, we don't have friends in the ministry who are able to help us. Amen. Amen. Your neighbor is the person just around you. Who is willing to help you? That's your neighbor. A person close by who is willing to help you. Jesus showed them that who is your neighbor? He said, A Samaritan who doesn't agree with the Jews. He was the neighbor to the man attacked by the thieves so who's your neighbor this morning I am your neighbor by this conference you have attended we have become neighbors I, I, I told invite anybody you can anybody who wants our help and who we can also help 
and also receive from is our neighbor our, our father his heart is that he will help as many churches as he can he said he when he began his ministry no one helped him and, and he had to find many things by himself and he had to struggle through many things on his own and discover many things by himself but but God gave him a heart and a mind able to succeed in those conditions that is how come today a church that began at Koligono in Accra is now in 92 countries wow. in the world. And it's something that sorry I shall say your colleague on our own crime. She say it will really say a my 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 come and you're crummy no emu. Out of White House, there are now 11 denominations of churches. I will share your suffering. A denomination, my come up to back when you're baby. And this church is nowhere near a, a, a headquarters. We are a branch of a branch. We, we are just one of the many branches, many cathedrals that there are in the world. And he began from a little place. No one helped him. That is why my bishop, my father, he's so determined to help so many as much as he can that is why we are here too because being sons of the same father anyone who can receive benefit from these books from the knowledge we have is 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 welcome to have it that is why this Macarius Macar- 60 books it is, it is being sold for uh, how much is it? 400 cities 500. one book is less than 10 cities I, I don't know where you can get any such offer anywhere you can bring me any properly bound printed book less than 10 cities and show it to me and bring it to me here any proper book under 10 cities I would ask you a book. I mean, we'll compare. Go to the printing, no mistakes, beautiful, strong binding. It can handle, I mean, it has seen days. I carry it around, I bend it, I preach with it. This is the book and it's still intact. If you can bring me a book as good as that for 10 cities or less, I'll dash you any book you like. See, can say so. Be nyang ume bi o bivu fro atro a efesene papa adiye a nebo enu tensi disafabra. There is no, there is no sound business mind that will sell a book like this uh, for the Macarius under ten cities. There's no one who's correct. There can say o dumai ni bianiwa na dumudawa obeto ngoma kama kama kita sofui a nebo enu tensi dis. This book by itself. 
It's 50 cities. For this conference, I am giving to you at 25 cities. cities. Half the price. You see, every time we do such a thing, everyone that is sold will make a loss. It means that we ourselves must make up the difference for the next printing. But Bishop said it doesn't matter. If it will benefit somebody, do it. If selling this book, maybe at 50 cities, many can't buy it. It's possible. But it said at 25 many more can get it even though it is causing financial loss to the ministry you do it because as you receive as you absorb that loss you are helping somebody's ministry may somebody's ministry be blessed by what you receive amen amen Amen. What, what we are doing right now it does not benefit my church my church that doesn't grow bigger from this gathering there is no evangelism going on in this meeting there is nobody here who after the meeting will stay and join my church so I have no benefit at all from this meeting rather I'm running my generator all morning maybe for the next four days rather I'm going to have to get people stop their work take time off and be here for the next four days I have have no benefit myself from this conference but the reason why we are doing it is to help my neighbor is to help my neighbor that a neighbor will be helped somebody who doesn't know how to detect disloyalty you learn it somebody who was working by himself alone going up and down you will be guided how to move forward in ministry we will show you how to identify good helpers what to do with people who are in the ministry and they are disturbing you how to to handle the different people you have how I sit here and I have pastors all over the city how I monitor the offerings in all the different places to make sure they go to the right place how I cause my churches all of them to do well those secrets that were taught me I will share with you. I will share with you that you too will rise up. Tell somebody, 
It's not a competition. It's two brothers helping each other. It's two servants working for the same Lord. It's two people trying to save as many souls as they can. May as many as possible succeed in this life and go to heaven also. Amen. And may your ministry do well. Amen. I said, may your ministry do well. Amen. May you increase in every area of your life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And the last area where you need help. The help of nature. And it says, May you receive help from nature. Revelations 12. And verse 16. Revelation 12 and verse 16. And the earth helped the woman. And the earth helped the woman. May all natural things help you. May your youth, your age help you. May your strength help you. May your situation help you. Where you find yourself, may you be helped by every condition that exists. When you have given birth to children, may your children help you. May the wife you marry be a help to you. May the language you speak be a help to you. Even the school you went to may be a help to you. Whatever God has placed in your life, whatever God has given to you at your disposal, the fact that you are a man or a woman may be a help to you. And may your ministry do well. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Put your hands together. Oh, put your hands together. Awesome. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to pray for yourself for one minute? May I receive help? Just stand to your feet for one minute. May I receive help? We're about to take a break. May I receive help? Every kind of help I need. The help of God. Of a wife. Of, of the Holy Spirit of technology of, of neighbors of co-workers all, all manner of help may I receive that help in the name of Jesus just pray for one minute just lift the voice and talk to God Lift your voice and talk to God. Lift your voice. We are in the church. We are in a Christian gathering. We are believers. Yes, lift your voice and talk to God. Holy Spirit, help this morning. Holy Spirit, help us. Holy Spirit, help us. Just talk to God strongly. Lift your voice and talk to God. I need your help. I need your help. I need your help. This morning. 
Speak to God one minute now. As I speak to God, what you are doing now? You are laying a foundation for your own church. You are laying a foundation for your ministry. You are asking for help. Help that will turn out into many workers, into loyal people, into strong assistants. Those who rise up and stand by you. In the name of Jesus Receive supernatural help Receive help from above I receive it Receive divine assistance I receive it Receive help in every area of your life I receive it May your workers increase May your finances improve Amen May your church grow bigger Amen May you have more authority Amen May your anointing increase Amen In the name of Jesus In the name of Jesus May you receive help That no man can give you In Jesus name Amen